buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Jim, we're doing real good. We're uh, surviving. We're uh, out there in the marketplace. Uh, This wild real estate marketplace up here in the Twin Ports. It just, uh, I don't know what to think about it. I don't know what what's going on with you, how you feel about it, but (laughs) this is stuff that is just like incredible right now. Yeah, wild is a good word. Um, The inventory um, is uh, cycling through, let's let's say, you know. Um, My personal experience is um, trying to show a house and I go to block off a time in our in our um, system um and i've been declined twice um for the same listing and i think it's because there's too many overruns of other agents so now it's been on the market for oh my gosh almost 20 hours right i tried to get in there yesterday afternoon that didn't work i tried to get in there this morning at uh nine i i i picked my time for 9 45 I just wanted 15 minutes because there was another showing starting at 10, and that wasn't acceptable. So now I'm, I'm trying again for, uh, I think the the most open time is like 4.45 this afternoon. So it's a little frustrating um, to get in. And these are people, these are buyers that are out of the area, you know. So um, it's going to be a virtual showing where I, I get with them on the phone and, you know, like, like we have done, and videotape and talk to them while we're going. But... So far, I can't get in. So yeah, crazy market. Yeah, listen, when we have our showing time schedule, and that's a service that we have, we can go in and we can log the show, the time that we would, time and date that we'd like to go show these properties. And when these new listings are hitting the market, Jim, uh, you're going in, and, and this is just within a matter of a couple of hours, and and you can see that that the that have already been consumed. They've already been taken up. And, you know, I'm personally, I'm working with three active buyers right now, and two of them are remote, and I'm doing the virtual, you know, uh, showings for them. And, right. uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they get emailed the listing, they call me, can you get through this one? And I go to set up a showing, and I have to, you know, text them back and say, first available showing is tomorrow at, you know, whatever time it is. And they're like, Wow. And, and then we go in these houses and, you know, everybody likes them. So they want to write offers. And I have written, I'll bet you, a dozen offers in the last two weeks and I haven't gotten anything. Yep. I've, I haven't gotten any of the sales. And so I'm trying to find out what it is that we're competing against and how it is, is affecting the marketplace. You got to remember a couple of things. There's only one buyer that's going to get that house. And if you've got a half a dozen offers, everybody else that doesn't get it, they walk away, you know? And so it's happening to everybody. And 
uh, one of the things that I've learned now that's going on in the marketplace is buyers are willing to give up their inspection rights. They're yeah. waiving their right to do a home inspection. Yep. And because in essence, it's a contingency. And if you know they're willing to waive it, that's just one less contingency that a seller has to worry about. So you're starting to hear that. And my question is, is, is that a good thing? Is that a good idea to waive that home inspection? Well, and I guess there's several answers to it, but I want to hear yours. Well, my answer is, um, in, in, in a perfect world, heck no. I mean, I think you need to uh, understand what's going on with that house. Gary, I have a relatable situation. Do you want to hear about it? Sure. So, <laughs> got an offer, got a successful accepted offer. Um, within a day, I get a call from the listing agent say. Uh, just FYI, and, and they don't have to tell you this, but FYI, she says, I have a backup offer um, that the seller would very much love to be in first position. So um, we just assumed, the buyer and I just assumed that that means that the um, sale price of the other backup offer is better than ours. Um, so we went through with the home inspection and there's about $3,500 worth of electrical upgrades that, that are, are in need, right? And, and one of these, Gary, is an example of an of a, of a electrical service box that um, was discontinued many years ago. You know, the, the house is built in the 70s, I think it was. And also have been declared to be unsafe, but they're allowing them to stay in the houses... Um, you know, but they, there's concern about the safetyness of it. These buyers did not ask for a dime because they know that as soon as they do, um, they'll probably get, you know, pushed out and uh, they'll be without this house. So they're just going to eat it. That's going to be their first thing that they fix when they move in. Probably before they move in, they'll have an electrician in there and replace this electrical service panel. Um, and then a couple other things, and, and then they'll be done with it. But yeah, they're they're uh, they're feeder to the fire on this. They they know that there are other people lurking, and um, yeah, that's just reality, I guess, right? Well, listen, it's it, it's the difference between do you want to have a better percentage chance of getting your offer accepted versus right? I have I have almost no chance, um, and and then the other thing that excuse me, that I'm hearing is a lot of the offers are cash. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm, I've heard some numbers that some of these cash offers, and these are all in specific price ranges. So it, it, it's in general, generally speaking, it's in, it's in selected price ranges. It's not the whole market, but some of these cash offers are probably it's 50% of the offers that are being written are cash. And that's staggering. When we have a, a, our normal cash market is say 13 to 15 percent somewhere in there. And so to compete with that, if you're getting financing, it's tough. It's very tough. It's very tough. Yeah. There is, um, um, 
there's hardly any way to compete with it. You know, when you're when you're looking at somebody that's got to do financing versus somebody that's got to do cash, you've got escalating values going on. So the cash offer isn't going to have an appraisal contingency. I mean, it's it's lickety split to the closing table for the most part. So that's a good thing. Um, but it's really hard to compete. It's very hard to compete. But as a seller, heck, you want cash. If there's a cash offer there, that's the one you want to work with. Well, I think there's some other things that are going in the marketplace, too. And I'm, I do want to get back to the inspections because I do think that there's some potential issues and risks associated for buyers. And, and you got to remember, we as agents, in, we're talking to buyers about this. you know, and, and not that we're suggesting they, they don't do these inspections, but um, uh, the fact that they, um, they might have that option is something that they're considering now, and it sounds like people are really starting to, to do this. But uh, you know, this this market and, and where it's it, it, where it currently is right now is, uh, I think we're on record-setting pace for this year for the local twin ports market. And uh, um, you know, I I don't know, I just don't know what to expect. We read all of these predictions, Jim, as we got into the end of the first of the year this year and uh right now i think we're 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 straddling a market between um red hot and uh, a lot of risk associated with people that are buying right now versus if these interest rates go up and the market corrects itself people that are buying right now are are they're going to lose equity and and so um people have to be really careful but the strength of this market is it, it isn't slowing down, and um, it's just an unusual time to be in real estate for buyers and sellers and real estate agents and the whole market. Yeah. There, you know, some of the other things that I've heard, so um, just real quick, people are making earnest money hard. In other words, they're saying, here's $5,000 earnest money. If we walk away, you keep it. Um and I've had uh, other instances where people are talking about a home inspection without the right to ask for any repairs. The only option is um, we'll have an option to cancel, but if we cancel, then you keep our earnest money. And that's been attractive to a couple of people. But Gary, the, the overall, I think the overall big influence on why this market is like this is the Twin Ports um, in Superior right now, there are seven houses that are that are totally active without any kind of offer on them. Only seven, and, and in Duluth, um, there are um, sixty-one, and the combined so that's that's sixty-nine or sixty-eight listings. The combined population of the two cities, according to the census, is about one hundred and twelve thousand. So how low of an inventory is that? That is crazy, crazy, crazy low. Well, you know, when you look at, at the, I mean, we've already sold over 200 houses in our marketplace this year. Right. Um, and if, you know, Duluth has 60 houses, that's, you know, we're not even, you're, you're basically selling almost 100 homes a month, a little under 100 homes a month. So it's less than a one month supply of homes. Right. And uh, that's, uh that's just a seller's market anyway it shakes out and um 
you know, the sellers are still they're getting phenomenal prices for their house. But some of the creativity that's coming out of this with with structuring offers, like you said, the earnest money, people willing to give up earnest money. You know, yeah. if you walk away. You know, here's a cash offer. Here's five thousand earnest money. You know, you can keep our earnest money. Yep. And Gary, you know what? Yeah. Let's let's continue this right after our break. We got to take a hard break here. All right, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. All right, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. Gary, why don't you go ahead and give out your phone number over there? 218-390-0615. Yeah, my phone number is 218-348-7653. All right, so we were talking about offers and what people are willing to do to get their house to be the one that is accepted. Um, and we were talking uh, about cash offers. We're talking about earnest money that's non-refundable. We're talking about people waiving home inspections, talking about people doing a home inspection, but they do not have the right to ask the seller to or they, they, they waive the right to ask the seller to repair anything. They just kind of want to know what's going on. So uh, let's talk some more about it. Well, one of the things with these inspections, Jim, I think is, is very important. If people give up the right to do a home inspection, they, hopefully they have a really good sense of the, the integrity of the house. Uh, because there are a lot of things that sometimes you just can't see. Like, for example, let's say there's a lower level to the house and it's got paneling. It was built in the 50s or 60s. And you can't see anything behind the paneling, you know. And, uh, you know, we certainly suggest people get the home inspections, the radon tests, mold tests, all of those things in today's um, real estate world. And if you don't do any of that stuff and you walk into this house and it's your house and then you find out you got a problem, guess what? It's your baby, you know. You took it, and uh, that's the way it is. And so, I think I understand the concept of removing contingencies, so a seller can have the path of least resistance in their offer. But I still think there's a lot of risk associated with with giving those rights up to do that, and uh, buyers are comfortable doing that. I don't know if agents are are uh, protecting themselves from any liability from that suggestion, but I think it's a good idea in a conversation that that the real estate community should have because if we're suggesting that i mean does the buyer have a right to come back and say hey well you told me i had to do this or this was you know in order for me to get this house so i think there's a lot of risk associated with doing that but unfortunately it's just one of the dynamics we're dealing with in today's market to try to get our buyers uh the best offer presentation that we can yeah i i agree with you in 100 percent of the way um but yeah, there there should be some some <laughs> wide-eyed disclosures of you know okay here's what you're doing when you know let's say you waive a home inspection, you know it's it's a very it's a very um, I think it's an important part of the real estate transaction, and yeah I sure would have a hard time buying a house right now without a home inspection, but. You know, there's a lot of people there that uh, know a lot about houses and a lot of parents and stuff that are giving advice and they realize, you know, like where the market is. And uh, so I think that it's kind of a reality for this market right now, but um, who knows it's going to change. We'll see what happens with the rates and things of that nature. I think, number one, 
the market is just so dry. It's it's driving um, people in droves to go and and look at houses because there's just so few to look at. Well, and and the interest rates. The interest rates have been just absolutely phenomenal, and I believe that that's been a, a also a driver of obviously the refinance market. Um, it's been a boom, but also you know getting in and. Um, you know, get, getting these low interest rates has certainly certainly helped an yeah. awful lot. And the interest rates really exploded a couple of weeks ago. They come back a little bit, but they're definitely on the rise. Uh, and so um, the other thing too, Jim, that I think is is going to potentially start to come into play here, and we talked about this earlier, um, is because of the pandemic in 2020, people didn't put their houses on the market. Right. People that want houses in their market. There was, in, you know, the, the numbers were sometimes in the area of 20% of the people that would have sold their houses last year didn't. So as, as we, we deal with this spring market here and we deal with a seasonal lack of listings and you see the, just the incredible amount of activity that we've had just simply because there's not enough inventory there is the possibility that as the weather warms up and people the vaccines are in place and people are are comfortable we start to move past the um the the pandemic issue people are going to put their houses on the market you're going to have more inventory to choose from prices are going to stabilize um the price growth is going to stabilize all those things are predictions that could happen in the marketplace as we begin to move in to the warmer months and, and and that will certainly help, but um, if it happens, uh, but when it happens, if it happens, I think that all re- remains to be seen. But it's interesting and something we'll certainly keep an eye on. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, when people are putting their house on the market and it's being sold in two days, one day, multiple offers, having a hard time, you know, sifting through all the offers, it... it it's been normal for a couple of years, but it certainly is largely unprecedented in, you know, our careers of, you know, 30 years. You know, I mean, just this is going to be the, you know, the third year in a row or at least, you know, before pandemic, during pandemic. I mean, um, that, you know, we're getting multiple offers on properties within, you know, hours and days of, of it going on the market. Well, uh, let's hope that we had a little bit of stability in the marketplace. I know I've been ranting over the last couple of weeks about this red hot market and, and you know, pushing the caution button to people about, um, you know, what's going on. And, and quite frankly, in the last week, I, you know, working with uh, the set of buyers that I'm working with, uh, they've wanted to offer on houses. And, and you know, we have a, like a $10,000 minimum starting price over the asking price just to write an offer. Right. And, th- you know, that's what we're, we're suggesting to buyers, and that probably won't work anyway. And, you know, and, and, and some buyers are just like, what? And so anyways, this this property came on the market uh, a couple of days ago, and the price was like two ten. And uh, the buyer, who's, I went through there, I took the video, sent her the text and everything, and she said, well, let's, we want to move on it. And I said, and she said, what's it going to take? And I said, I think this house is probably going to go for 250 She goes, what? Yeah. I said, this is, this is the nicest house we've looked at, you know, since we started looking. And, and they agreed that. And I thought it was underpriced. I thought it was an underpriced listing. 
and uh, um, and so she said, "You are you telling me that we have to write an offer for two fifty just to be considered?" And I said, "Well, that's my gut on it, and they're not even approved for that kind of money." So they had to let that one go. Uh, there's multiple. I know there's multiple offers. We we have the notice on it, and I just see that house going for quite a bit more money. And it's unfortunate. Um, and it's unfortunate for buyers that aren't living in town that are moving here for a job and need a place to land. And so it gets frustrating for people. But yeah, that's just the way it is right now. Well, and you know, we were talking about interest rates, and of course, when interest rates pop up a little bit, then I think buyers even get an extra gear to find a house because um, the buying power diminishes quickly with rising interest rates. And I did look online and guess what a 1% rise in rates means for buying power of a particular buyer. It's an, Well, it's limited. It limits on some of them will price them out of the market. Yeah, it's well, a 1% rise in rates will drop the average buyer by 11% in what they can afford. You know, so if you could afford a $500,000 house, and then we're going to the extremes, um, it, you know, that drops all the way down to about 430 You know, and if we're at 250 that drops down to about 230 So it's, um, it's, it's, it's staggering what interest rates can do. And you and I know this. I mean, we were selling houses when it was 10.5%. You know, um, interest rates are, are, are obviously... You know the backbone of uh, the American mortgage, so um, I'm sure that that's driving buyers even more. We have gotta find a house, you know. Um, Gary, have you heard this? This is what I've heard. So people will put some kind of a truck. They'll be hauling things out of their house. You know, m- maybe they're having a um, a dumpster there. They're getting rid of things, and their doorbells and everything starts to ring their phone starts to ring people knock on their doors asking them if they're going to sell their house <laughs> have you heard of that one that's happened no, a couple a different times so people who are going to put their house on the market you know and I'm, and I'm, the other thing is is that you know the neighbors know right they tell their yep. neighbors we're going to be leaving blah 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 all of a sudden people start calling them buyers start calling them going uh, I'll, I'll buy your house right now you know, and then they're calling us back and going, "What should we do?" You know, <laughs> and we're saying, "Just wait until you get it on the market. Um, you can probably get full value of what your house is worth if you if you go ahead and and sell it to somebody directly." But I don't know how much money you're going to be leaving on the table. You know, what do you think of that, Gary? Well, I it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's no. that's. Uh... It just doesn't surprise me in this market. People are frustrated. The buyers are, are very frustrated. And, you know, agents are frustrated as well. And, and I know some agents uh, are doing some radical things. And I know that some buyers are doing radical things just to try to beat the market to the punch. But at the end of the day, it always seems like the seller in, in this particular market is like the, the almighty dollar is really winning out. And, and why would a seller sell to somebody that comes knocking on their door when they can open it up to the whole market and and, and just test it and see what's going to happen. Right. And then unless a seller just says, you know what, I don't care about the money. I don't, I don't want to be bothered with people coming through this house. If you're going to buy my house, you give me the price I want for it, I'll sell it to you. You know, that that happens too. And so 
Um, you see that type of stuff, but uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's open season right now with when it comes to real estate and whatever people can do. But I'll tell you this: if somebody waltzed up to my house um, and knocked on my door, I, you know how people are in today's world when oh, yeah. all of a sudden somebody shows you your house and it's like, who are they? I don't know you. What do you want? You know, and that type of stuff. And uh, um, you know, I'm a little, I'm a, I get a little uneasy about that stuff. So I, I think people have to be careful, you know. Oh, I Don't do too. too. You know, I, I, I think that, yeah, that that is something to be to be careful about for sure. All right, Gary, let's move on. Okay, Jim, neighborhoods. Yes. How important are neighborhoods to well, our lives? I know where you're estate? going, and and uh, I think very important. Well, in the in the era of what we call, what I'll call, data compatibility, universal data compatibility, um, and this deals with real estate. You know, there's a lot of, of things that are going on across our country uh, that are attempting to uh, get the data that every municipality has or every MLS system or, or whatever, trying to get it universal so we input it and it goes into all of these online portals it's all similar. And one of the things that uh, is going on is, you know, zip codes are certainly a very big way of searching. And uh, I know zip codes are a very big issue when it comes to data. But um, locally here, we've been dealing with some issues with changing our, our systems. And uh, I, I, I think a lot, some of it is good and some of it is, is needs to be improved on. And uh, uh, I'm going to give you a quick example. I I have a Wisconsin license, and I have I've had it for a while, but I've never really done a lot of business in Wisconsin. In in the last year, year and a half, whatever, I've I've started to to really tune into that market, and and I was getting to the point of where I was starting to know these little neighborhoods over there. Right. And I and I loved it, you know. And I could go and I could punch a neighborhood, you know, and I liked it. Well. With the change that our, our MLS has done, they've taken away the neighborhoods over there. Right. And it's like, I'm completely lost. And and what, what our association would like us to do is to get into mapping and drawing little lines about where, you know, people want to live. And uh, uh, and we had a, an instance here on, on the Duluth side of the bridge here uh, where, you know, properties were uh, there's a, a, a city map that the, the city of Duluth publishes and uh, that our association went by that map. And it, it basically takes some houses that are in traditional long-standing neighborhoods and places them in a, 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 a neighborhood that they don't belong in. And so uh, I think that there was a big to-do uh, um, last week about uh, you know trying to correct this. And so... I think what the association has said is they're going to just eliminate the area, the areas, the neighborhoods, how we search for neighborhoods. And I think that's a short term solution to fix a problem that occurred because of what happened. But long term, I don't I, I, I just I don't agree with it. I think it's something so um, critical to our lives that we have to really pay more attention to it. And that's our neighborhoods. I mean, when I say to you, Jim, where'd you grow up? Right, yeah, born in Hermantown. I, I, I was born in Hermantown. So if I said to you, in today's world, 
Jim, where'd you grow up? And you said, oh, I grew up in 55811. Right, yeah, exactly. What would that mean? I grew right. up in this zip code. Or let me get you a map. Let me draw you where I, I, I grew up. You know, it's like, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We have, our neighborhoods have history. And I, I don't care where you live across the country. And I've lived in many different states, many different cities. And each state, each city, each locality, they all have their areas where people grow up. And if there's a um, an invisible line that supposedly delineates where neighborhoods separate, you know, I, I, we don't have we don't have those. And to go by a map that the city puts out and says, "Well, hey, this is our map," when we all know long-standing that some of these houses aren't in that neighborhood and it's just a, a, a based on a drawing that that the city has i don't think that that's something that that i think it's something that we have to like recognize and correct because i think it's a significant issue when people grow up in neighborhoods i mean when we made some changes in our in, in our uh, how we search for properties in the locales and a lot of it i i really loved i mean in the western part of duluth they really delineated some really cool areas, and I'm talking Fairmont, Odeota, Cody, um, and they were all grouped into the Spirit Valley market previously. But when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, this is great!" You know, they've got the Midway market. They've got, um, right? You know, Rice Lake has its own little city Gary, now, got, so there's Gary, a lot we, of goods. We are on a we are on a break time here. We're gonna, but this is a great one. We gotta keep coming back to it. So, folks, hang in there. We gotta take a break right now. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here. Um, folks, if you want to reach me, my telephone number is 218-348-7653. And Gary, keep out yours, please. 218-390-0615. All right. So we were talking about the elimination of, in the multiple listing service, of all neighborhoods. So before, folks, what we could do is we could say... I want to be in, you know, South Superior. You just there. You choose South Superior. I want to be in, you know, Denfeld. You, you know, I mean. So there's all these neighborhoods out there, and then you were saying that they were getting more specific, um, and now all of a sudden um, we've decided that they were hard to handle as an association, I guess. Um, and they did eliminate different neighborhoods in the city of Superior. And in some other areas, I think Colquet had neighborhoods that were mapped out too, right? And there was a couple other. But they left they left Duluth in by large part because Duluth already had a map that was laid out. Um, and although the other communities have maps, this is just what our association decided to accept because there are voting district maps. There's all kinds of different maps, but... Anyway, so you were talking about, you know, kind of losing the flavor of the neighborhood that you grew up in, according to um, how we search well, for Well, yeah, I think the neighborhoods are important. And, and just a quick example, um, we got houses, and I'm going to use the Congdon neighborhood, because that's where some of this originated from. And, well, you know, we know the heart of Congdon, people that are familiar with it. They've got these old, early 1900 houses. They're all brick. They're all colonial or, or whatever. They're... They're Congdon houses. They're in Congdon. Well, because of a line that the city has, and and the the uh, you know what our association decided to do is to use that map to delineate neighborhoods. 
there's a small area of of in that Congdon area that actually they're saying sits in the Chester Park neighborhood. Right. So the the, the, and the agents that deal with this stuff and, and primarily list up in those neighborhoods, they're they're upset about it, and and so they've got it's got to get fixed because as a homeowner and you've got a, a million dollar home and all of a sudden you're 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 in Congdon, that's where you live, and and you're being told because of of, of this issue with our association that it's considered Chester Park. How would you feel as a homeowner, as a seller, you know, being told that my house was in Chester Park when in essence it's in Condon. Right. So, so those are things that are, uh, you know, things that I hope we get resolved and I, and I hope that there's some short term solutions and some long term solutions. But, um, uh, I think it's important that we recognize the importance of neighborhoods and, and where, where we all grow up i don't care who you are uh, you know and and uh, uh i think it's an important thing and how we can delineate that and define that um you know i think that there's going to be some challenges uh you know um you know as we move forward on it but uh boy oh boy i think it's a really important thing to consider and i for one <clears throat> I don't really like. I, I don't like searching by mapping, and I don't like searching by zip codes. I mean, you can do it certainly, but I'm. For, for, we're all familiar with neighborhoods, and I think we like that. And hopefully, we come up with some solutions that are going to be workable, and that that uh, everybody will be happy with. You know, and I also think that um, you know, if you look at the associations themselves, okay, so Superior and Duluth merged into one called the Lake Superior Area Association of Realtors. And um, there were a lot of concern with some of the people that have been in the associations for a long time that they would lose their individual identity. And I mean, I know that Duluth was one of the very first, um, you know, associations, one of the very first, you know, parts of the of the state. Superior was, I think, number two or number three in the state to ever form an association. I I think I think we were in the country. Right, we're that old. We were one of the, the original right. MLSs in in the whole USA. Right. So when 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 we merged, there were there were you know kind of the old scholars of the association were were concerned, and you know I've been involved in this association for twenty five thirty years. It's sad to see it all go, kind of thing. And so when that all kind of went away, but then when they when they took away the neighborhoods in some of the cities, but not out of Duluth, boy, that really sparked those old flames again of, there we go, we're losing our identity. Superior is losing its identity. It's losing its neighborhood identity. And the association just basically didn't care. I mean, I was, I was saying, well, it, 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 it doesn't seem very fair to, to take away neighborhoods in one city and not in the other. And, and now it's kind of biting in a different way that, that, that they didn't see it. But there's also there's also more people complaining about it, so now they have to pay attention to it, and it just to me it just smells of political normalcy, you know, <laughs> even in a little association. But there we go, we're getting poli- political I, you know, again. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know how anybody can argue with me. I mean, you know, when 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 we merged, we promised we promised each other all that we would we would keep our identities, we would we would we would uh, promote that history and all this kind of stuff. And so they make changes like this and it, and it, it, it scrapes the bottom of, of people's feelings on the thing. And then people are upset again. And 
you know, now, like I said, now they're going to get rid of the Duluth areas and you're going to really hear a lot more people that are upset because obviously there are a lot more realtors in Duluth. So yeah, the association, um, it's got its work cut out for it, I would think, you know, and I, to be honest with you, Gary, and, and maybe you can explain this. I don't understand why they got rid of them in the first place. Um, well, well, I think it's uh, I, I think it's data compatibility. I think that there everybody's trying to like make a universal data, so you know all these online portals can can be compatible with one another. Um, but, but that but, being said, but, I also think to that to argue an against element... that though, just just to argue against that, that is that's actually not very accurate because I mean that's the argument they have, but that argument is is kind of kind of crap to be honest. Um, because there are other there are other MLSs all over the country that still have their neighborhoods as part of their searches. They are just something that are done through the local MLS, right? As an agent, you can search and you can say it's in this neighborhood or whatever. But it, it, it that part doesn't get ported out to the public. There are so many fields that don't get ported out to the public. And that's all they had to do, you know. I mean, it wasn't really changing anything. So, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So it's it's but to I, me, it's more I, like I, we want to just we don't want to have to work at it as much. We don't want to have to. So people would ultimately, I think, the problem came with people would put their listing in the neighboring neighborhood, which had a quote unquote better name or whatever perception. Um, and and so they'd have to correct these listings and put them in the in the proper place. So I don't know. I mean, people are going to put in misinformation all the time. It just never fails. So. Well, the percentage of misinformation, in my opinion, is really minute. Exactly, and it doesn't. It, it shouldn't have any weight whatsoever over decision making. If uh, if an agent that lives in the Twin Cities wants to put a listing up here in uh, you know in Sindenfeld and they put it in the Lakeside neighborhood, that's not our fault, and no. that's not reason to do make substantial changes because of a very small percentage of people that do things wrong. Um, I, but I think, and so some of, some of this stuff, I think, is. Some of it's I, I, I like, you know, but some of it I, I think we need to tweak. And I think I think our association, I think what happens, you know, we've had controversy over the years, you know, a lot of things. We're, we're always changing. There's always new stuff going on. There's always, uh, you know, new updates here, new updates right. there. And, and we have a few hundred people in our association. And, and so you get these committees that work and they're board of directors and they work on this stuff and, and it's a very small localized group of people. And I think they do a good job of trying to get the message out to everybody, but a lot of us just simply don't pay attention. And, and so decisions are made and policies are enacted and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, what happened? Yeah, yeah. you've been on those Why committees just like me too, Gary, where all of a sudden you're on the, you're on the wrath of it after you work really hard on a subject and Somebody doesn't like it, and oh, you're thrown out. You know, you're you're just not very popular. Well, I mean, so those things happen. I mean, yep. I, and, and I understand that. I get that. But I got about a minute at the same here, time, too, um, I think it's something that that if if we have an unintended consequence, boy, we have to be able to go back and and try to regroup and and fix it. Um, so it's it's it works for every, everybody, not everybody, but it, it works. And so trying to weed through this this particular issue that we're faced with right now, I I, I hope we can come to some terms and uh, yeah, it, figure it out. And I think that it's, you know, the political correctness of it, 
you know, the reason that they, they wanted to get rid of neighborhoods because they didn't want to be responsible for putting lines in anywhere. You know, and uh, yeah, okay. Fair housing type stuff. I, well, I, I, I get not it, even but... that. Just just saying, who are we to decide? You know, where we could put a line and draw this neighborhood from, and in, you know, so then they left it up to the city map. Well, now that the city map is wrong, where are you going to turn to next? You know, my point has always been, what about school districts? Why couldn't you know? I mean, I don't know, but well, that, yeah, that still but gets rid of the community neighborhood. But no, but there's school districts that extend. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, yeah. into other you know areas. I mean, then you'd have you, so I, I I think the school district issue is is one that you just simply you can't deal with because yeah. school districts can encompass several different neighborhoods. Right. And so if you say, well, these houses are in these school districts, and you're just going to have to have completely new areas, anyways. Right. Well, I think that uh, to the average I mean, buyer, a school, school district, district is more important than a neighborhood name. You know, but. Anyway, I mean, you know, we could argue all this, and I'm not arguing, but I mean, we could we could talk about this till it's, they're just not going to do anything about it. They're not going to get involved in drawing any kinds of lines whatsoever. So, I think the neighborhoods ultimately will probably go away in Duluth, as they have in the other places. So, all right, well, Gary, interesting we're, stuff. Yeah, we're 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 at our break here, so we'll we'll continue this conversation in just a minute. Stay tuned, folks. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here until noon. I'm sorry, till one. Until one. Till one. All right. So we were talking about Jim, neighborhoods Jim. going away. Before, and before before I forget, I want to remind all of our listeners too that we have a podcast. Oh and, yes. Um, you, you can go to KDL six ten AM or KDL six ten dot com, and you can. Find our podcast. If you can't listen to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on the Saturday, you can listen to it whenever you want. And uh, we've had some really good shows recently, so you might want to catch up on some of those. Uh, yeah. Tune into our podcast. Yep. All right. So I guess we kind of beat the neighborhood thing to death. Um, um, who knows where it'll turn out, but the the Lake Superior Area Association of Realtors may be getting rid of neighborhoods altogether in the near future. And we'll just well, search we'll by map, see. which we'll- is obviously more accurate but i hear you though i like searching by neighborhoods uh jim mortgage interest rates a 30-year conventional fixed rate right now is at 3.125 a 20-year is uh, 2.875 and a 15-year conventional fixed rate is 2.375 and your fha 30-year fixed interest rate is 3.125 as is the 30-year VA fixed rate. That's at 3.125. So uh, they backed off a little bit. Those FHA and VA uh, rates have come down about a half a percent here recently, and that's good. But uh, they're still up. They're going. They're still trending upwards. And so, uh, um, you know, we talked a little bit last week about the federal, uh, former federal president of the Federal Reserve of the state of New York, who thinks that these interest rates or this this uh, uh, yield on the ten-year uh, uh, Treasury note could uh, you know get up to three to four percent, which would put these interest rates up at five to six yeah. percent, and so that will make a I huge hope that difference. doesn't happen. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hear sure you there. hope that doesn't happen, and that would certainly cool off the market. There's no doubt right. about it. So, and speaking of the market, so once again, over in Superior, there are seven active homes for sale, meaning that they don't have an offer. Duluth, there are 61, and I just picked any one of them. I picked one over in uh, on Regent Street in Duluth, and um, 
If you wanted to show it today, there's very few slots available. Tomorrow, however, there'll be a lot. So it, it, it's just insane how many showings there are on these few houses that we have in the market and competition is very brisk. Folks, also, too, if you know anybody that has any land, land is hot, multifamily units are hot, single-family homes in the 150 to 350 range are very hot, yeah. uh, give Jim or I a call. You can reach me at 218-390-0615. Yep, my phone number is 218-348-7653. All right, Gary, final thoughts. Well, let's uh, hope for some warm weather down the road and uh, uh, hope this market cools a little bit. But um, uh, it's active, it's fun, and a lot of stuff going on in the real estate community here locally. Yeah, and you and I are both probably in agreeing when, when I say that we wish there were more inventory. We wish it was more of a balanced market. It's more sane. Things are just a little bit wacky right now as far as uh, buying a house if you're a buyer. I think, what did you say, you had three in a row that you wrote offers on that you didn't get? And yeah, that's, that's a typical story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks, that about does it for us. You've been tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be back here next week right on KDL 610 AM. So have a great weekend, everyone.